episode seven of the Peripatetic Podcast. This is my first full week in Cambodia. I think I've been here eight days now. And I'm going to tell you about how I'm living here. I'm going to tell you about tuk-tuks, the basically only mode of transportation in Phnom Penh, and the S21 Tool Slang Genocide Museum. So I found the place that I'm living on World Packers, and World Packers is an app and a website that allows backpackers to live in a place for free, and sometimes with uh, meals included in exchange for some work. So there's everything from hostels to for-profit businesses, NGOs, schools, teaching English, things like that. So a wide range of things, and you offer services in exchange for, at a minimum, a free bed. And so that's what I'm doing. It's a new mode of transportation for me. Sorry about that, I was recording somewhere I probably shouldn't have been, and so it's hard to find a quiet place around here. But anyways, uh, yeah, so it's a new form of travel for me, and it's really unique. It's really different because you sort of have a purpose while you're there. You're working on something, you're helping someone out, and of course, it makes it really cheap. You basically have no costs, which is really nice. So yeah, I'm living with a Cambodian family. I'm upstairs of this like expat cafe that they run. And so it's been the real authentic experience. Because usually in a country, you'll never see the inside of the house of the locals. And here, that's all I see, which is awesome. So I'm really learning a lot. And the cafe is really fun. They make really good food, really good drinks. And it's, a, it's catered to expats, so you know, there's constant meeting travelers and handful of locals. And the cafe doesn't need me. I'm not like instrumental to their day-to-day operations. So my purpose is digital marketing, so I'm helping them out with social media and organizing events. I'm doing uh, movie nights once a week, trivia nights once a week, and I'm just sort of able to do whatever I want to, to try to draw in more of a customer base and just bring in more people. So it's been really fun, really creative, just designing new menus and things like that. And really just kind of my own boss, come and go when I want and work when I get ideas. And the other part of my job is to hang out with the two girls of the family, seven and nine year olds. And they're both, they're half American, half Cambodian. So they speak perfect English and perfect Khmer. Khmer. So I've been helping them with math and teaching them things about the business and which by the way they're awesome like they're instrumental for their business because they translate for the the Cambodian staff and they're they help they're they're mixing cocktails at seven to nine years old they're serving taking orders so it's it's pretty cool and yeah like I said my costs are near zero my beds paid for my meals even though I've been I go out a lot and get meals around town My costs are near zero, and also the city is just really inexpensive. It's, I got a massage, hour-long massage for $10, and it's just a very inexpensive place. My meals are usually less than $7 for 
drinks, appetizers, and entree. One thing that still blows my mind is that they use the U.S. dollar here, and they used it in Belize, and they use it all throughout Central America, and so yeah, all the prices are in dollars, and you pay with dollars, and then you get change in real, which is the local currency, and one dollar is 4,000 real, and it surprises me just because you're in a totally exotic place. Nothing's the same. The cars are different. The smells are different. The people are different. The sounds are different. And then there's that familiar green note in every single cash register and on every single menu, every single price listing. So it's, it's just weird. I, I don't understand economics enough to know how that makes sense to use the U.S. dollar everywhere. But anyways, it's beyond the scope of this show. It's something that I find endlessly fascinating and convenient because, I mean, the U.S. dollar is what I'm familiar with and it's it's the most it's the currency that I understand the best so it makes it easy for me but it's interesting and then the other last thought with these world packer thing and staying long term in a place because I'm, I'm gonna be here for a month is I experience it a lot differently than when I'm in a place for just a weekend or a week because then you kinda wanna see all the sites. You want to see the tourist sites, the temples and the monuments and the museums and stuff like that. But I haven't been doing any of that. I've, I've been to one museum, which I'm going to talk about in this show. But you see, the, you, like I have a gym membership and I'm going to the grocery store and, you know, making local friends. And it's a totally different way of seeing the city. And in my opinion, a superior way of seeing the city. It's been unrushed and it hasn't been, I haven't seen any temples yet, other than the ones that I walk by on a daily basis. And that's been really cool. And I'd recommend it to anyone to really just settle down for more than a week in a place. Cause you see it a lot differently. Okay, next thing I wanted to talk about was the tuk-tuks. So these are little carts, they're like, they're motorcycles inside of a tiny carriage, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put a picture of a tuk-tuk as the image for this show. And so yeah, a little motorcycle that the driver sits on, motorcycle handles, motorcycle throttle, and then in the back there's a bench seat which comfortably seats two or a Cambodian family of six, including, of course, the pets. Get your cat, your dog, chickens, everything back there. But yeah, in all seriousness, it's a very tiny carriage and it costs about a dollar to cross town. And there's, there's two apps, Grab and Pass app, that you just, it, it works the same way as Uber. No need to explain how that, it, how that works. And um, so yeah, it's been really convenient. You just have it pick you up, drop you off wherever you want to go, pay them a dollar and you're done. And then the last thing I want to talk about is the S21 Museum. And if you're not familiar, Cambodia has a really rough, recent, really tragic recent history. I'm talking the last 40 years, late 70s, there was a, a genocide from the Khmer Rouge, Rouge government. And it's so recent. And this, this museum makes it feel so real because 
because you can see color photographs of what happened there and nearly everyone in the country has been touched by what happened because sometimes when you're studying history it seems really abstract when your grandparents when your grandparents grandparents haven't met or been connected to an event let's say the civil war my grandparents grandparents could barely have been alive during the civil war whereas this is like my generation's parents would have been going through this this is the late 70s 1.5 million to 2 million people were executed and they're mostly professionals educated people educators doctors artists engineers basically like all the all the producers of society were executed and so it had just devastating effects and anyways i'm going to talk a lot more about that later because it's a really important history and i need to study it a lot more before i talk about it with anything resembling authority so that's it for this week and talk to you later